We survived Hurricane Lorenzo and we're back with another quick pod tonight on the Fantasy King podcast with myself, Johnny, and Paddy, who I think has got over the man flu from last weekend. Have you, Paddy? I have indeed, Johnny. Uh, I'm top form now again, so... Uh... It's not a real man flu if it didn't last more than 10 days. You, you got off lately. It was touch and go now, Johnny. It was touch and go in fairness. Like. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do this uh, nice and short and sweet tonight because at the end of the day, we don't really have a game week to look ahead to just now. More game Ireland! Week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all behind Mickey's army. All behind Mickey's army for the weekend. Anyway, uh, but like I say, game week nine is just a wee bit too far away. But we will have a wee look back over game week eight. And without further ado, Paddy, how to go for you? It didn't go too bad, Johnny, considering how um, the average the average game week and all. I was over the average. The average points for the game week were 36, and I got 42, which wasn't so bad at all, Johnny. Um, the big... Uh, but the big talking point probably of game week eight was the lack of actual captaincies that were hit. You know, there was a lot of uh, big hitters there, like Sterling was captained a lot, Aguero, Salah, Aubameyang, and none of them um, seemed to to bang at all. So Harry Kane as well, and Harry Kane as well. That's right, Johnny. So the only the only um, player really in my team to bang was Abraham, mm-hmm. and uh, of course he wasn't my captain. But he ha- only for him and Mount, it would have been it would have been a poor showing. Uh, I'm in a similar position myself. Like I got 45 points. Again, uh, true to form, my midfield did absolutely nothing. Uh, even though I had roped in McGinniesta the night before, and you know, you brought him back. I brought him back. I had a booty call. I got rid of him and rang him back two weeks later. You know, brought him back in less than two weeks later. But you know, the I wouldn't. Well, I was a bit frustrating. Like I heard that Villa had won five one. In their game, and you think, oh, he's bound to be involved there somewhere. He's bound to have something, you know, even a wee yeah. sister too. And uh, when I checked flash score, I saw that the only thing he got was a yellow card. Imagine like uh, the five nil and no McGinniesta points at all. That must have been a sickener. Like going into this game, we uh, I know Christmas is around the corner, but my FPL team thought it was on Saturday. Um, there was that many different coloured lights. I had red, or- red, orange, and yellow lights on my team. And um, I, because uh, of course, remember De Bruyne, the De Bruyne injury news came in. That was a, that was a big factor as well with a lot of chopping and changing. Yeah, and a lot of guys sold him, but mm. I after I just put him on my bench. And I think now, you know, it was kind of it was a risk at the time. And and you know what, for the people that sold him too, it could have been a high reward for them. Like they, maybe Mahrez could have done something, or David Silva, or Bernardo even, but. None of, them, yeah. none of them came off and I think now the people that are in a, in a better position are actually the people that held on and benched De Bruyne because anyone now maybe looking to get De Bruyne back it might take them a couple of moves to do so with the price raise that he, that he had I think it was 9.5 and he went to 10 million yeah, to be honest, I think the idea of selling him on a, an injury which was not reported to be long term was a bit of a bit of a mad decision. But I'm not here to criticise. I just thought I did the same as yourself, put him on the bench. But I also had two other players injured as well. You know, Shane Duffy obviously getting the knock the week before in the League Cup, um, and there was somebody else who was a doubt who I brought McGinn in for. And forgive me, I can't remember who it was. Cantwell was a doubt as well. I don't know if you had him. I don't know. I kept him because he did play in the end. Um, didn't do a whole pile, but. Um, Sorry, just uh, my, my, I can't remember. Who the, the, I had a third injury anyway, so that's why I had to bring in McGinn. Yeah, and, and you know, I thought you know, I thought that would pay off. Didn't happen this time, but I was happy enough that PVA got a goal for himself at the weekend as well, and Tammy Abraham. PVA's and Seth, doing bits for you, huh? He is, yeah, he is, yeah, and uh, also Nick Pope as well, uh, goalkeeper. Seven points for him. Uh, I did leave Martin Kelly on the bench though with seven, which would have oh, been nice. And you and you usually put a bit of faith in your Palace boys, but suppose you didn't want to play the two of them. 
I did, yeah. I did it the week before and I got away with it. I thought, uh, I'll, you know, I'll just, uh, I'll not get that lucky again. So I took him out, um, you know. But again, 45 points in a week with was no major high scoring. As you say, no major captain, apart from maybe Sadio Mane, uh, had a really, really happy weekend. And it was just one of those weekends, really. So was it a green arrow for you, Johnny? It was all green arrows, yeah. Uh, cheeky raise to 3.8. So that's a raise of about, give or take, 300,000. Oh, so I'll take that. Well, we'll take that, sure. You'll take that all day long. Yeah, I also had Juan Bissaka, who didn't make the game. Uh, he was went to my bench and on came Dinya for two points. So again, I'm just gonna we're gonna move on now from that. I'm happy enough. Forty two points overall rank five hundred and sixty six thousand. So you're chatting about hundred k, two hundred k maybe rise. Um, happy happy enough with that. And uh, I've banked my transfer, so I've got two now over the break, Johnny. And we'll probably talk a wee bit more about what we're thinking about doing for game week nine as we as we move move into the. The fixtures but first I think I'm going to just go and have a wee look at to see how the most transferred in and transferred out are at the moment even though it is very early in the week and this will be subject to change but I'll probably be doing a little pod next week without you Johnny Fair I think uh, tips will be coming back on with me for a, oh, a yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. You, you and your new pal eh? you me and my new, new pal friend. well you're welcome to join us Johnny but oh. <laughs> uh, there you go no. <laughs> so uh, me and Tips will probably have another, a wee look closer to the game week but just at the moment Johnny I take it you haven't really had a look at this yet do you want to have a guess who maybe the, the most transferred in and transferred out player would be of the game week so far Oh, I, I couldn't even guess because to be honest I haven't really looked at the fixtures at all because yeah. you know, I'm just really thinking about Man United playing Liverpool when we come back uh, I'll take a guess and I'll just say uh, I'll go with transferred in I'll go with Abraham well second Johnny you weren't too far oh, away okay. and I'll not tease you any longer I'll tell you the rest so Manny is the most transferred in player so far Abraham in second, Mount in third, Madison in fourth, and Pereira for Leicester, the defender, in fifth. Um, the most transferred out, Puki, of course, with all his blanks. Mo Salah, cause that, maybe because of that little injury, but I think he'll be back for uh, the United game. What do you think, John? Um, yeah, well, from what, I've been, from what I've read, uh, the injury doesn't seem to be too serious, but people are getting quietly annoyed with Mo Salah. Again, not so much for his returns or lack of it's just that big price again that we've we've mentioned quite a lot you know you, you get you, you get most all out you get a bit of extra money elsewhere exactly um Lloris as well is out uh, saw a ticket oh, you saw what happened to him yeah that that, that it didn't, even the first time i saw it I thought, I thought that doesn't look good yeah you know you know you know sometimes you see a goalkeeper going down after making a mistake and you think oh he's he'll be fine now once he has a drink of water he'll, he'll be all right but get no, the magic sponge on now the, the magic sponge yeah the, the holy water but uh, but no, when I, when I saw him going down, I thought that doesn't look right, you know. And you know, uh, you know, good luck to the poor guy. I thought it was broke at the start, but it was just dissipated. Uh, we heard then. Yeah, but either way, it's a, it's a nasty one to get. He, he seemed to kind of land awkwardly on it as well. So, well, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, he's lucky enough. It was the left hand, not the right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a real t- there's a teenage joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is isn't there uh, so De Bruyne then of course most transferred out as well and uh, then Wan-Bissaka yeah. okay, and uh, the player of the week was Traore oh, 16 points huh 
He's the biggest <laughs> Liverpool hero named Terori since Jimmy back in 2005 time. You remember the the guy who he just could not control his feet? He used to play for Liverpool. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, totally different guy. He just happens to have the same name. But, like, uh, I was in Balbafay on, on Sunday and I was texting you guys looking for updates from the Man City game. And, oh, that was uh, a shocker. I couldn't believe but, it. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't really care that Aguero did nothing <laughs> in the game for my team because oh, that was that was the upset of the week. And that was, uh, that was a, from a Liverpool point of view, it was fantastic. Oh, it's nuts! I couldn't believe it, Johnny. I was sitting like um, me and Ray Flanagan were out with the kids. We were at kind of like a uh, the fire fire station open day, so we were just kind of walking about. And when I'd left the house, it was nil nil. And I was actually talking to Ray, and I was saying, "Oh, there's plenty of time, man. You know, um, Sterling or Aguero could come through yet." So I kind of put the phone away then. And when the whole um, fire brigade tour was over, I took the phone out again, and it was full time. And it was just sitting there, two nil Wolves, and I was like. Yes, I was like what the fuck is this what kind of fuckery has gone on here like I couldn't believe the result I was like Ray Ray um, look at look at this here and uh, so it was crazy man but you know if you, if you look back on it uh, and this can be linked to fantasy football as well as real football yeah. is that you know with, they've never really replaced company uh, with Mendy out injured and now Laporte out injured as well and John Stones who I am not a huge fan of anyway they're very very weak at the back like Otto Mendy is 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 a different man without them guys you know I, I just don't think he's really up to it at all and if you look at the way that, if you look at the way that Wolves ran at them I think uh, no disrespect to Wolves but I think a better team would have put four or five past them on the day you know yeah I, it's, it's Liverpool season it's Liverpool season it's early days yet you have it days. you have it in the bag uh, no, no, eight no, no, points I'm clear saying, I'm saying nothing yet nothing yet no. <laughs> we, um, it's all going well for Liverpool uh, just in the fantasy the number number one rank in the world Johnny at the moment is a player as a man called Nick Tanner, Liverpool fan. Liverpool was he not an ex-player? Nick Tanner, I don't remember him. Well, maybe he's a Liverpool fan, but I think I was reading up that he's an ex-player. Oh, but right. but uh, I could be wrong. On that I just could have glanced that wrong. But there's a picture of him and Klopp and everything standing beside each other, and uh, <laughs> he's number number one in the world. And he's uh, he doesn't have one Liverpool defender in there at the back. I was just laughing. I seen his his defenses: Kelly Dunk. Lundstrom and Ryan and his t- he gave his little tip on the athletic he said cheap defenders just all out on attacking midfielders and uh, forwards so that's uh, that was a I thought that was very a cool stat there that I seen that your man number one in the world Nick Tanner he's a former footballer I played for uh, just I was looking it up here for, uh, yeah played for Rangers and Bristol Rovers he's uh, I think there's Liverpool in there too somewhere Right, okay. Uh, Ex Liverpool defender Nick Tanner tops the world fancy Premier League rankings. I know, unless he played a couple of Coca Cola Cup games back in the nineteen nineties or something. I, I don't. I have seen his name online, but I never actually knew that he was a an ex Liverpool player. Did he yeah. actually have any appearances for Liverpool? Well, or? I see him here sitting in the that red candy strip. You know that one that Ian Rush was uh, famous for. Late late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So there you go, Johnny. You sir, what? You sir, top top of the league, top of the fancy <laughs> league. Everything. Uh, no, here, here. Nothing gets one in October. Don't panic yet. But, uh, I will admit it, it. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable this weekend because Liverpool played all right on Saturday, but they did get fairly lucky with the the way they won the game. But then it just shows you how it's fine lines. Liverpool get lucky in their game. Man City have a, a drop in form, not for the first time this season, and uh, you know all of a sudden it's eight points. You know, of course, when you get the eight points, you want it to go to nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> you know, you, you want to keep getting, keep putting, uh, pushing on. But uh, as I say, a long, long, long way to go yet. 
Yeah, oh God, I just am in shock even looking at the table. I wish I hadn't. Um, moving on swiftly, Brighton really stunned Spurs as well, Johnny. And with a fantastic input from the man from Galway, young Aaron Connolly. So that was... Uh, they, I'd seen on social media that morning that he was going to get his debut. Uh, yeah. Great, great to see. And then, you know, the next thing you hear, he's got two goals. And the best fun fact of them all was, and I didn't know this, he said he's the first... Uh, oh, I hope I have this right now after building it up. He's yeah. the first man, first teenager, or not, not not teenager, he's the first man to score two goals on his debut um, since Robbie Keane. Wow. Uh, that's, uh, we're no, we're going to win thinking, the Euros. <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe that's Ireland player making his debut in the Premier League since Robbie Keane. I'm not too sure. I'm, that that fun fact might be slightly flawed, but there is something about that anyway. Yeah. So yeah. But it was great to see. Like I've seen him playing under 21s for Ireland and he's, he's a very nippy kind of player as well. Plays with no fear and He's got called up to the squad as well for this weekend. So, but more importantly, Johnny, will he be getting called up to your squad? Uh, the boys at work today were saying, "Oh, that's a that's a dead cert." Johnny Foley is going to have uh, that Connolly fellow in his fancy football team. Well, do you know what? My midfield has done nothing for me all year. Why not consider him? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know, I wouldn't say definitely yet. I'm making no thoughts yet, but uh, I'll be sure to let you know if I do. And I, I wouldn't rule it out. I think he's only um, four point five million as well. Actually, that's that's a that's a bargain basket job, like, uh, yeah. Well, uh, and I think Johnny, uh, he's a striker, is he not? A forward? Well, no, but I've seen I've seen him playing in kind of the wing position for Ireland, kind of like the way that James McLean would play. If you get right, me. oh yes, uh, yes, yes. You know, n- not necessarily an out and out striker, but uh, I've seen him playing in the wing, and that's see that's where I first started seeing him to play, and that's what I assumed where he played, you know, because Troy Parrott and these guys would play in front of him, you know. Oh, you right. Know. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally I get you there. But if you're looking for him in the fantasy game, he will be a 4.5 million forward. So, you know, not maybe not a bad enabler, maybe, if he's going to be, get, I'd say he'll get a few more starts now, Johnny. And like ourselves, he's from the Wild Atlantic Way as well. He's a West Coast boy. Excellent, that's brilliant. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> get him Get Galway. So, Johnny, there was a there was one more, or would we even call it an upset? Uh, the United game, um, Newcastle <laughs> beating United one uh, nil. Um, would you call that an upset? Probably not as much as you would call Wolves Man City or even Brighton Spurs. But yeah, like, you know, I'm not I'm not taking the piss. I don't want to sound like a, a total idiot, but. United were poor. Ah, uh, they were. But Johnny, do you think it's down to maybe um, you know? Are you blaming? Do you think the the blame's on Ollie here, or do you think it goes a wee bit deeper than that? And it's the board, and it's the buying, and the policy, and all that. I, I think there's a lot. I I think it would be very very wrong to purely point the finger finger at Solskjaer. Yeah. You, know, you even see the attitude of the players sometimes, like the not tracking back and very wayward passing. Like even against Arsenal the other night, they were they were going okay up until about half time, and then once they conceded. They were on the ropes in that one for a wee spell of about 10 minutes and they just seemed to have no control. Or, at the end of the day, you've still got good players in there like Pogba and Harry Maguire and Wamasaka like, and David De Gea. You'd have a, a right to expect and demand a lot more out of those guys. Yeah, but in saying that, a couple of those players just named there, like Pogba anyway especially, and uh, you know we haven't had Martial either. Like, we started off okay, of course, we 4-0 went over Chelsea, but we actually that was the, probably the first game we, we maybe we had our full team together, you know, with Martial, Pogba... Mm-hmm. And all those lads playing together. After that, then kind of, you know, we've lost Martial, we've lost Pogba, we've lost, you know, there's a there's a few other injuries in there that we just haven't um, we haven't had our full team, you know. 
I know, but even the players that are on there should be doing a bit more, though. Yeah, sorry, they're sorry. not good enough. Fred, I think Fred's a terrible player. Yeah. And uh, there's a few others there that need to be cleared out. And that's kind of the big debate at the minute in our WhatsApp group is, you know, it's just all in or all out. Well, it's kind of, I think it's four on one at the minute. There's one fella in there that wants him out. And, you know, you got to respect his opinion. But I think that if you got Pep Guardiola in there and you put Pochettino as assistant manager, I don't think the two of them would get anything out of that team at the minute. It's that yeah. bad. Well, I, uh, it's hard. It's, it's just. It's always hard to tell with hypothetical situations. You know, I'm I'm never any good at those. But, but I just I just wonder about United sometimes. That you know, as a club in general, you know, with the likes of Woodward, have they just spent too much time focusing on this, selling the brand of the club and making sure that the corporate value of the club is is everything it needs to be? And it's almost like the football is getting forgotten about because. You know, I, as much as you'd think I'm enjoying this conversation, you know, I, I hate to mention it. Like people say, yeah. United, United are oh, ten years off challenging for a title, but there are there's already been seven years since they haven't really even challenged for one. Since the last time they won one, they've never even really been a competitor. Yeah, you that's know? that's true. And you know what, as well, Johnny, and and I think in spite of it all, Ollie has come in. You know, I know he's not a proven manager, but we've we've done the world class managers. We've had the Mourinho's in there. We had Van Gaal in there. Maybe he's not world class Van Gaal, but he's still a very good manager. He's won a lot of stuff, and it didn't work out. We have a man in here now, Ollie Solskjaer, who's kind of ready just to pull the sleeves up, you know, and get stuck in and and get the the the, the bad apples out of there. And passionate about the club as well, and has the values at heart. So I, I'm all for giving the man a chance. I think he needs just as much chance as the others got another window, maybe. But oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You, you, no, no, sorry, no, sorry. I was, just, I was thinking out there. I just think you know, you don't solve anything by chopping and changing money. No, you know, it's just push and reset. You're not going to get anywhere. I think. Um, now I will begin to you know turn to the dark side after the Liverpool game. I'm not expecting a result, obviously, the Liverpool game, but. After that Liverpool game, I, I think Pogba's back and Martial's back, and I think we've got more first-team players coming back. And there's a kind of a run then of games that are very winnable. And if we don't win them or I don't see anything, maybe then I'll um, I'll start kind of casting a doubt over the appointment of Ollie Solskjaer. But for for now, I'm kind of I'm backing him at the minute. Yeah, that, that's and that's that's commendable. But I, I just think you know when they brought him in last year. It was a lovely honeymoon period for them, you know, especially after Mourinho. Even though looking back, Mourinho wasn't so bad after all, was he? No, he was right, wasn't he? He he did overachieve. Uh, yeah. But um, he got that team to second in the league. He, he did, yeah. And you know what? He, he actually he made a remark at the time that that was one of his biggest ever achievements in football. And, and we ever we all kind of laughed at it, didn't we? And snubbed at it because it's Mourinho just being Mourinho. But it yeah. actually is, in hindsight, now it's it's true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, and you know, and. But uh, I just I just wonder, was it a wise decision to give Solskjaer the full-time contract? That's nothing against him. His heart's in the right place. He wants to do the right thing. But, you know, <laughs> I think getting him in for six months was fine. You know, yeah. nice wee result in Europe against Paris Saint-Germain. But, um, you know, it's a different story then when you've got the summer and then you have to start and it's all yours then for the next year. You know, it's uh, it's 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 not been great for him, really. But I don't, I don't think he's the only man to blame, no. No, I think you're right there, Johnny. Time will tell, anyway. Time will tell. I, I, what, what score do you expect the Liverpool um, United game to be, Johnny? Um, I don't know really because the, <laughs> traditionally over the last 
over the last five, six years, anyway, Liverpool United games have not been entertaining games at all. Yeah, been, I think the last couple have been a f- couple of nil nils and one ones or something, isn't it? It was, yeah, there was a 2 1 United one two seasons ago and Liverpool won 3 1 last year. But other than that, there, there's been a lot of park the bus stuff and a lot of kind of negative football between the two, mainly because of Mourinho, I will say. But, um, but uh, you beat us 3 1 last year? Yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, it was, it was Mourinho's last game. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. But, uh, and yeah, <laughs> I remember United fans sending me thank you messages for getting Mourinho sacked. It's like, no, 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 he did that all by himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Liverpool didn't get Mourinho sacked. He did that himself. But uh, I, I think it's a wee bit hard to tell because on the one hand, you could see Liverpool running riot in the game because of the way they attack and the way that United are defending at the minute. But then on the other hand, you could see that United, on paper, you would expect Liverpool, but you know what these games are like too. United will not want to see Liverpool put on a show with a uh, yeah I hear you that but I just don't think we have the, the, the players to, to even to hold up against just for even a park the bus performance or anything not that Ollie would play that but I just I just can't see anything positive in that United-Liverpool game I like the way we're being quite sensible and mannerly about it now. Maybe if we went for like a couple of pints the night before the game, you'd be in one corner singing glory, glory at the top of your voice. Well, Johnny, I think the interesting one will be uh, the week after, the podcast after the United Liverpool game. <laughs> there might be a different... <laughs> if we're still speaking. If we're still speaking now. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting game week, game week nine. Too far away to tell anything really about it yet, but I think there's a couple of uh, captaincy options uh, jumping out at me there, Johnny, and Tammy Abram could be one against Newcastle at home. Um, Kane maybe at Watford if everyone has has stopped selling him or whoever has him left. Any more jumping out at you, Johnny? There? Not really. Again, I, I must say I'm sitting on the fence here. I'm getting very international minded over the next few days. Um, but just just to throw a span in the works, I'll go for I'll go for Manny to have a good day at Old Trafford. You dirt bird. Um, and Aubameyang, Sheffield. No, Sheffield United Arsenal. I think will be a little bit tougher. Um, just looking there as well. Maybe the. Do you know what another thing I was looking at? Do you know the, this Pookie problem? Um, people are kind of sh- shifting them out and all. But Pookie is the same price I think as uh, Jimenez now. Who would you? Yeah. You would nearly fancy Jimenez to outscore Pookie this season and points wise in the FPL, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, um, you know, I was kind of worried about Wolves and their heavy fixture load, but you know, like Matt Doherty's come back in there, started playing very well again, and he's a, a good supplier in that team. And you forget too, Wolves have a lot of good players all over the park, like whether it's Cody at the back or Matinho or uh, Ruben Neves. Um, you know, and they and they also Torori now, the other kind of silent hero in that team as well. So if they can gel well together, there's no reason why Jimenez can either get a few assists or a few goals. Like you, you saw on against Man City. He, he went that teams. he's no problem at all uh, causing trouble to set other people up which he did for Torori and nearly did in the first half as well that's true Johnny that's a few good points there and I'm just looking at the Leicester Burnley game here and that's a team I'm looking um, I'm looking heavily at because last week we spoke about their fixtures and I've got two free transfers Johnny over this window mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be rushing into them until of course after the international break but Vardy seems to be in, seems to be one of the players in the top of my shopping list yeah, he's in a good run of form now. No goal at the weekend against Liverpool, but overall, was he got six goals in five games? Something I think like that? so, yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that there, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very reasonable shout. And he, he seems to enjoy playing under under Brendan Rodgers as well. So, uh, you know, I think that that's that's definitely a good shout. I know it's stating the obvious, but it's definitely a good shout. Have you got any plans yourself, Johnny, going into game week nine or who you're looking at or any subs or anything? Or it's a bit early for you yet, is it? It's a bit early yet because I want to see what the De Bruyne injury situation is. Um, I'm still not in a mad rush to get rid of Shane Duffy, even though he hasn't been playing and he has been injured. Um, 
time will tell I'm not there but I'll wait until after the internationals and especially uh, with the De Bruyne situation if there is a situation at all yeah well we can't and, even and, and, we... and of course yeah, go ahead. Of course, if Aaron Connolly comes in, you'll all be the first to know. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure we'll be seeing him soon. Look, it's even too early for any captaincy polls or anything like that. We'll probably leave that to, to the next week. Um, there's nothing nothing really else that uh, you know we can really go move on here looking at in regards to Game Week 9 yet because you don't want to be chatting about something and then the next thing two or three boys get injured and everything you've just said in the podcast is kind of like just down the drain. But, John, I enjoyed the little uh, United discussion there. Um and I'll certainly be looking forward to uh, the Liverpool game next next week. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if I will be looking forward to it, but you know what I mean. I'll be I'll be watching behind the couch, maybe. I, I do think that uh, just to, to to finish off on you know, like I, I think it's just it, there's never a good time to fall behind in the league, but I think this is a particularly bad time for United to fall behind because I was chatting about this to a friend on Sunday, and we were saying like you know, like the fact that United are falling behind is bad enough for them. But it's also a case that other teams are getting better, you know. Yeah. Not just not just Liverpool, Man City. We're talking about like Chelsea are improving, Arsenal are improving, Leicester City are are pushing on as well. And even you know you could even extend that to somebody like West Ham as well. And I think part of that is purely because of a financial thing. Because like twenty years ago, uh, like the likes of Harry Kane and and say Jamie Vardy, you know, I think yeah. they would have been playing for the likes of a Man United or an Arsenal maybe back in them days. Whereas now, when the money's that equal, these other teams can get better. So it's a very, very bad time for United to fall behind. But of course, the best medicine for them is a, is a home fixture against Liverpool to try and uh, get things going again. That could be the bounce back. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying there. Like Years ago, uh, if you wanted Vardy, he'd jump at the chance to join United. But now the yeah. money, the money's so spread out equally. And you know, it's, there's a lot of mercenaries in football these days too. I think when John Terry retired, he was the last of the a dying breed, wasn't he? Of your Roy Keynes, Lampards, Gerrards, you know, players like that that actually played for the club. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, you know there's not many of them anymore, is there, Johnny? Could you name one in the Premier League at the minute? That's nobody, a real. That's that a you know. Nobody, nobody springs to mind at all. No, you know, like, but they, those were the men that you know, the club captains that would go out and they would bust a gut and they would they would die on the pitch for the team. Like, there's nobody like that anymore. Like, you look at Paul Pogba, like he's just a mercenary. Like, even though part of me would just wish he would come out and say, "I want to stay at Man United and turn them around," but you know that's not. He just wants to go to Madrid or the next big paycheck, wherever he can get gain commercially or financially. I think that's where he'll be off to. Wherever he can get the most likes on his Instagram posts or something like that. There. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and I think that's um, well, United need to start, you know, getting the, churning these players and get out of the club and start bringing in players that want to be there. Like, I like the acquisition of Wambasaka, Daniel James, and uh, Maguire. Maguire. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Johnny, I think we'll just uh, finish up in this podcast. Johnny, any uh, local news there for us this week at all? Uh, oh god I, I forgot to actually check but nothing really springs to mind um, no I'll just, I'll just say uh, no, no, the, the local Gaelic team went out of the championship on Sunday that's that's the only thing that comes to mind beat by a point but deservedly so as well uh, it was actually uh, Mark McGettigan's team that put us out oh the general the general's team I seen you tweeting him about that uh, did he get back to you on that he did, he did yeah he did yeah uh, how did you, what was the score Johnny just in that game uh, Gladys won it by a point, uh, so it's, it's always hard to lose a game by a point. But you know um, these things happen, and I think Glendies overall, even though I'm a Unions man and a Unions committee man, um, yeah. I will say that I do I do think Glendies deserved it. But you know, Unions will feel that it's one that got away from them. There you go, one point. Well, I know. Uh, there you go. That says it all. Um, so Johnny, I think I might just uh, give a quick rundown into the Fantasy King Cash League here now. Do what you got to do. 
Uh, did, was it last week we already mentioned the manager of the month and all? Yeah, we've done all that. We did, we did, yeah, yeah. We did, yeah. Right. So here we are now then. Uh, the way Game Week 8 finished up, or the way it started, I should say, we had 70 um, members of the league, Captain Sterling, Aubameyang 25, Aguero 18, Salah 9. So there was a mixed bag there and there was all blanks for those captains. So we got like, every, like the league was kind of evened out a bit. Um, what do we see? Who else have we got here? Yeah, so we had a couple in of uh, Madcap Bastards, Johnny, as we like to call them. I do enjoy that title, I must say. I do yeah. enjoy that title. So we had one manager captain each of the following. Edward McLennan, Kevin De Bruyne, Joseph Byron, Maharez, Mark Howard, David Silva, Mark McCarran, Hilaire, Joshua McBride, Ludstrom. Well, it's a better shout than Captain De Bruyne, was it not? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> so I don't know what Edward, Edward, well, I don't know what went on there. Uh, and Pepe, Bob McDermott, and Rashford Malik. I think Malik must have just gave up on the game because he's had Rashford captain since day one. He's so, keeping the faith. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we put, we could only pick four. So the four I picked was De Bruyne, obviously, because it was well documented he was injured. Pepe then I picked because we haven't seen a, a captaincy on Pepe. And then, of course, Lundstrom. And uh, Hilaire Lundstrom got the, the Joshua McBride won Lundstrom got a clean sheet I think he got booked But anyway He got 10 points I think For uh, his captaincy Pep, great, yeah. Pepe came through as well He scored Or he assisted And I think Hilaire Got a goal too So Hilaire did score Yeah, yeah. Pepe didn't score He must have, he must have assisted there. He assisted he got, he got points anyway So he assisted them uh, There was four wild cards Used this week uh, FPL Local Lord uh, Suge from Plant FPL, Keelan Doherty, and uh, Az from Fantasy Scout. Um, I was, I was like, kind of thinking, why? Like, they, I know these guys; they're good FPL players, and they have their reasons. But I was thinking, like, why would you not just hold off and, and use the old wild card now over the two weeks break? Think of the tinkering you could have been doing, you know? People do mad things when they're, uh, you know, picking their team over a few pints, buddy. That's it. It's all pints. My- Myself included. Uh, so then we had. A, I was saying we had a new league leader in Origi. So he's finally got uh, top chef. We also have Shane Duffy, who's moved into the top four as well in the league. So Shane's Shane's flying. Uh, I did say uh, we won't mention your first sub there, Shane, because Per Shane had a teammate dunk on the bench first sub ten points. Right. So um, we'll go on then. Manager of the week was Edward McLennan. So. Uh, he had the madcap bastard. He had Kevin De Bruyne, uh, captain. So his vice uh, came in from there, which was Manny. And he got 24. So yeah, well done to Edward McLennan, 63 points. He took a hit. Followed very closely by Adam Hopcroft, 60 points. Mike Manley, 59. And then other notable mentions mentions are Prunchy Diamond, Killian Diaz, and Shane Duffy, all in 57. So well done to those lads. Um, the worst score of the week was FPL Locked, 20 points, Johnny. Ouch. And Karim, 20, 20 overall. 20 points overall. There's people that had more points than their bench. Like uh, Karim Malik, 21 points. Uh, Stephen Head McConnell, 22 points. And other notable mentions, Andrew Kelly, 22. Uh, DJ Noyton, 22. And Cahill McGettigan, 22. So unlucky there, lads. Um, a couple other bits. Most points left on the bench. Shane Meehan. 28 points so you can jar him about that the next time you're in for a pint Johnny because <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure he jars you plenty so 28 <laughs> points on the bench Shane what's going on uh, Brendan Freel 23 Cahill McGettigan 22 and Suge 22 and we already congratulated Josh and McBride on the Mad Cap 
Bastard Award. And best and worst transfer. The best transfer of the week goes to Shane Duffy, who managed to bring in 11 points from his activity in the market. Shane is now overall rank of 15,000 in the world, and he made two transfers and took one hit. Ali out and De Bruyne out, 0-0. And in came Manny and Pascal Gross. And a captain Manny, of course, so he got big points there. Other notable mentions for best transfers are Fergal Callan, who got 8 points. Owen Kelly, 7 points. And Cookie, 7 points. Worst transfer was FPL Classico, our friend from Greece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he made 3 transfers at a minus 8. He lost 19 points. Out went De Bruyne. Out went Manny, 12 points. And out went Haller. Uh, in came Mahrez, David Silva, and Abamyang. So good transfers in, but just didn't pay off. I guess he was one of those guys that was going for the, you know, taking advantage of the De Bruyne injury and hoping to get, you know, some of those Mahrez or David Silva points. Probably expecting a bit of a Man City route. Yeah, it's just it was just unlucky, wasn't it? Um, other notable mentions with bad transfers are um, at Mershine lost nine points, and Nathan Masters who lost eight. Lee Duffy from the town lost seven points. So unlucky there, lads, and that is the roundup for the Fancy King Cash League, Johnny. Go on, Ireland. Go on, Ireland. So we'll, we just, we'll end this pod here now and uh, we'll look forward to the international break. Hopefully no players get injured at all. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, maybe me and Tips, and we'll go through the, the game week a little bit more in depth. Johnny, thanks always for being on the pod and I'll chat to you soon. No bother at all, lad. Good luck, folks.